0: Hey Jess, how does the guitar part go? It kind of sounds like doom do doom doom
1: doom doom.
0: Oh, like this Take my pod, take my cast, take me where the shows don't last. I don't care, I still see episodes I pay to stream. No more din. No more moff, no more take that helmet off. Now that Mando's off Disney, you can watch Firefly with me. Hello, and welcome to Episode 9 of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. I am your host, as always, and your captain, Jesse. With me, just like every other week, this week is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. How are you doing this week, my friend? It's been a good week. There's been a lot of talk about the weather.
2: whole lot of talk about the weather during the end of the week. So just kind of hanging out, barren storm, waiting for that, and I'm ready to do this.
0: Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Uh, We had several inches of partly cloudy over my way this week. Uh, Nothing quite much has happened yet, but I'm assuming it will at some point. Um, Actually, if anybody gets hit first, it's going to be our other two guests, Josh, the head of the Twist My Arm Network, and his co-life host, Kylie, who is back. Look at that.
2: Don't even.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh!
1: Look at us. Oh, we're here. We're totally here. We're, uh, wow. We got, the, we got the crew with us. We got... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: we're here. I appreciate I you love those guys. bringing everyone with. Right? That's that's really appreciated. Um, sounds like you could use a Chief O'Brien on your bridge. Um, Kylie, I'm really happy to have you back with us. Josh, maybe you should change your name tag to include Kylie. Oh, yes. Um, how well was your that? week?
1: That's that's one week thing I guys. didn't do. Jesus. <laughs>
3: Um, it's good. Uh, same as what Ricky said, just kind of preparing for the snow we're supposed to have this weekend. Um, and then, of course, last weekend had a very eventful weekend with family and a baby gender reveal. So that was fun. It's oh. boy, by the way.
0: Congratulations to the family.
3: Um, yes, thank you. Um, it was a good weekend, but, um, I'm glad to be back.
0: Excellent. We are glad to have you back, even if you brought Josh with you. Um, now, normally, we Aww. would be through with our interviews, but you may have noticed we've been on a bit of a roll with securing really cool guests, and this week is no exception. This week, we are very proud to introduce Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews. Welcome to the show, Sean. How are you doing this week?
4: Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can't believe that I'm here... Uh, apparently, all my bribes have finally come through. So, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh my
0: God. Yeah, I was going to say, I really appreciate that. And the show's bank account really appreciates that. It means a lot to us. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so, I, I really, really appreciate that. So,
0: thank you. <laughs> uh, the only bribes that we've received so far have actually just been a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful gracious gifts that have been given to us by shepherd saxon and in case you haven't already you can go check out the unboxing of all of those gifts over on the twist my arm youtube channel it's called the sudden but inevitable unboxing very creative i know you can also follow us on instagram at sudden but inevitable podcast to see very pretty pictures of our brand new shinies uh before we jump any further into this um, I just want to give Sean a moment to talk about Cheap Seat Reviews. Um, when you're new on Twitter as a podcast, you start looking for other podcasts to help you get your signal boosted and stuff like that. And there are a lot of podcasts out there, and it's hard to find people that are genuine and that really care about what they're doing. Um, Sean, I know that podcasting is
4: not something new for you,
0: so uh, I'll let you take it from there.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the nicest way he could say that I'm old. Um, I, I, I will have to admit a little bit. It was, it was funny. I sent him a message. You guys, about four or five episodes ago, it might have been like episode two or three, you were commenting that the episode aired in like 2002. And you guys were kind of saying, oh, yeah, I was like six or seven when that episode aired. And I'm like, oh, yeah. 16 or 17. We were 13. Uh, we were 13. Okay, 13. Okay, all right. I was like, oh, I was, a, I was a junior in college. Yeah, so. Uh, but no, so Cheap Seat Reviews, we've been doing uh, we've been doing Cheap Seat Reviews for... Uh, we celebrated our seventh anniversary uh, a couple months ago. Uh, we just released episode 337. Uh, it's a weekly, weekly podcast. We review movies, mostly on streaming. Sometimes we'll do like a spoiler cast if we're doing something um, that's in the theater. Usually the Marvel or the DC, something big like that. But for the most part, we keep it on streaming and... It's a lot of fun, and it's been one of those uh hobbies, really it's just a, it's just a fun thing to do. never made a dime off of it, don't care. It's just fun. so if Feel you can that. uh yeah,
2: <laughs> what is the last Netflix original program that you watched?
4: That last Netflix original uh was the trial of the Chicago Seven a Netflix original?
2: I think it might have been um, too, yeah. you haven't watched the uh like murdering the Mormons documentary no, ever among the more no males. we don't
4: what is it we don't we don't usually review docs um, ah, okay yeah typically do, you do well not typically we've only ever done features um, so okay yeah I'm trying to. I'm looking back at our list yeah the last uh, Trial, Christmas Chronicles two. Trial of Chicago 7 is a Netflix original so yeah we did are that one we did the Christmas Chronicles the, the Netflix movies are actually pretty fun to review um, <laughs> some of them are so bad man
1: that's what makes them like, good yeah, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I think we did, uh, were you with us and we did Bright? Oh, my no, God. Oh, yeah. my
4: God. It was just... We reviewed Bright. Oh, Will I...
2: Smith acts really, really hard. He acts harder than anybody else I've ever seen. I, I
4: actually Is that what you call understand? that? <laughs> I, I actually like that movie, uh, believe it or not. I, I had a good time with it. It's not a good movie. Fine. I just had fun yeah, with it. Yeah, it's okay. Right. You know. and, and that's I the thing. I believe it.
1: It's a terrible movie, but... You're right. Yeah. It, it's it was f- f- like a fun ride, but sometimes it was enjoyable. You're like, ah. yeah. Hon- yeah, and
4: sometimes Honestly, the
0: that's all you're looking for, you know, is <laughs> yeah. just like a, a yeah. fun ride and something to kill some time, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, this yep. week we are not just here for a fun ride. A fun ride is definitely part of what we are here for, but first, as always, we need to fix some Goran mistakes. Now. We had a good run there, you guys. We we had a couple shows where we didn't make very many mistakes, so we didn't have a lot of corrections to issue. Uh, this time, they're not really huge. Uh, they're more for f- fun, which means they're kind of mostly for me. Anyways, uh, let's just jump okay, right into it. Here this. we so, go. <laughs> um, okay, so last week, we were talking about how Kelly D, the show's Kaylee, had spent all week on Twitter teaching me to understand the Scottish accent. And that's still true. Um, and I'm I'm better at understanding how it sounds. Not super great at reading a Scottish accent. Um, and what I mean by that is you may remember last week we said, Hello, Rhonda D. Thank you for joining your daughter, Callie. Uh, because it's a Scottish name, it's actually pronounced Rona or Rona. anyways. I'm very sorry. All of my ignorance just spills out of me every week. It happens constantly. There's a D in it. It goes unpronounced. Anyways, um, speaking of ignorance, uh, Ricky D, do you know which correction I'm about to issue here?
2: Uh, is it the one that I already made in this episode?
0: Mm, I don't, no, I don't okay. know. that that okay. show,
2: the show I was trying to mention is called Murder Among the Mormons. It's not the Mormon <sighs> Murder Mystery. Or like that. <laughs> Murder Among the Mormons is what I was trying to say. But no, other than one... that, I'm not quite sure.
0: Okay. either I think that would be a good title. Um, so last week, during the synopsis, you named the plucky mechanic recruited on the spot as Kylie Fry. So normally I would let this go considering our show's proximity to a Kaylee, a Kylie, and a Callie but you pointed out my stealth edit two episodes ago, and now there shall be no mercy. (laughs) You're like that guy Um, in the
2: comments on the Facebook page who's pointing out typos right now.
0: um, Yes, but to be fair, I also corrected myself when I mentioned the wrong character in reference to the laundry tunnel. So I'm showing consistency, if nothing else. Uh, Finally, to Josh's point from last week... (laughs) Uh, Zoe could have said, what a piece of junk, because at this point, Fox still owned Star Wars. So, um, just throwing that out there, you were saying maybe she didn't say that because she couldn't say that, but it's like, she probably could have because they own Star Wars, so it wouldn't have been a problem. It's the same reason the Simpsons could do all those Star Wars references. Fox owned
1: stuff. the distribution rights of Star Wars, I don't think... Yeah, let's I think, not. I think George Lucas. They had to. They had to let's go Let's not pretend Lucas Fox wasn't just in charge. Stuff. All the Family Guy episodes and all of the other. Nah, y- yeah, don't even the whole reason they weren't in charge was because George Lucas pulled out so he could have a toy deal. That's why. That's why everything under the sun had a Star Wars reference because George Lucas was like, "Yeah, go for it. You're good. Do it up." So
0: then, why wouldn't Firefly
1: have one? I I don't I wasn't disagreeing. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> sounded totally like think. you were disagreeing. I, I we totally said, think that Josh and that I the, have, that the pants and and her saying that are all Star Wars references. And so, so Josh really cool.
0: and I have known each other for so long that it's kind of like we're married. So sometimes when we're agreeing really emphatically, <laughs> it sounds like we're very angry and disagreeing.
1: Okay, um, I'm just trying to say you're right. <laughs>
0: yeah, it sounds it sounds like that's not what's happening. So, in, unless you guys have any other corrections to issue, I think that's the last correction that I have written down. Did you guys have any?
4: Mm-mm. The only corrections I would like to put forth are for this episode.
1: Here we go. So oh.
4: Yeah. All Hold on in, in, to your butts. <laughs> no, no, and this is great. This is great. So... Again, old guy. I watch things with um, subtitles on. Oh, and we, do, we do too. Yeah. S- subtitle person did a poor job on this episode that we're getting ready to talk about. And so I'm looking Ooh. forward to... uh oh, okay. to To uh, kind of ripping them a little bit when we get to it because so uh, apparently they didn't know... Yeah, they didn't know what the word go ram was. That apparently doesn't mean anything to them. So every time they would say go ram or go ram it, it was a different word. So I, we'll get I to that when we get. That
3: actually, but
4: Grandma. Um yeah. before we
1: before we do go any further, Kylie did request that she could talk a little bit about last week's episode. Just I think give this a is great. little bit of feedback. So yeah, just yes. a little tiny bit of feedback. Um advice. because yeah, so does she know Kyle what the stakes sh- are? No,
0: no, no. It's it's okay. Let's don't just worry. We, I've Kylie already talk. I've already
1: cleared it. Everything is going to be just fine. Just let Kylie talk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Um, so anywho, um, it was I I uh, oh my gosh I don't even know where to start. It was so exciting. I it was one of those episodes where. Um, Everything was happening, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! I can't believe this is happening! Goodness gracious!" Um, and I, so for that reason, I definitely decided that I wanted to um, rate it a ten because at every turn it was very exciting, suspense everywhere. My heart was pounding. Ricky D is like shaking his head. I don't oh know. no! I'm
2: laughing at the sound it's, effects. <laughs> They're
1: the new. sound effects—they're uh, new.
2: I'm laughing. It's funny.
1: <laughs>
3: I can't hear them, so cool. I turned them down. Okay, Um, but yeah. So I'm sitting there, um, you know, on the couch, and my mom and stepdad are making dinner or whatever. And I was like, I have to watch this episode at least. So I'm sitting there, and you know, I'm like looking, and I, you know, like I said, I was like, oh goodness, yay! Like this stuff is happening. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, is that Kaylee? (laughs) <laughs> it was like that was like the most craziest thing I could have ever imagined,
1: yeah, we talked See? about that for a minute for
3: sure <laughs> i just that's
1: wonderful to hear,
0: yeah. yeah,
3: um, but yeah i I guess i i, I kind of fail at this half the episodes, but I don't remember what like my Simon says was
0: that's okay <sighs> yeah. you're you're good. All that we covered, all the best lines, and what matters is that you gave the correct rating. So (laughs) I see you in the live chat, Shepherd Rosie. And you know, I love you, and you know, I have to tell this to Kylie. I told this to Ricky privately right after the episode. So, at the after the episode last week, Shepherd Rosie messaged me, and she's like, I can't wait to hear what Kylie has to say about this episode. And I said, yeah, I'm just, I'm a little worried. Like, what if she doesn't give it a 10? And (laughs) Shepard Rosie, no delay, responded, oh, her vote won't count. She has to be there for it to count. I just really want to know what she thought, so I'm so happy to hear because and and to be honest, that was because I said that in the episode. I was like, maybe we'll just cut her out because we're like, yeah, what yeah. if Kylie doesn't yeah. have the same experience and she's not in the same headspace? But we're so happy to hear that you agree so with us. It? It's it was our first perfect ten and first we're just, perfect we're so ten. Happy. You
3: guys all did tens yes. too. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. We did.
0: Okay. Yes, it we it did. was the first episode that everybody. I, I kind of got the. Ladies, so. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> Thanks for that, Josh. Um you can hear Sudden But Inevitable on your local radio station at 1085 on the FM dial. That's not true. Don't do that. Don't don't do it. It's not true. Oh um, man. So without any further ado, I think I am gonna toss this to my friend Ricky D. The most faithful companion, so that he can read the episode synopsis. I know I didn't tell you beforehand that I was going to have you do this, Ricky. Do you have you it ready to go? Didn't.
2: I'm not quite I, ready. If you could give me like twenty seconds, I'm ready. I'm,
0: here's it's. Here's the thing. I'm I'm the king. I'm the king of understanding. So. If you wanted me to, I could vamp this whole time, and there's nobody would note know- Shepherd Rosie. Yes, an asterisk, and I I also mentioned the asterisk. We'd not try to make Kylie feel bad, and I'm not trying to make Rosie feel bad. It just eh. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. Um, so unless uh, uh, unless you're ready to go, Ricky, I'm gonna let Josh do it.
2: I uh, I am ready to go. <laughs> do <Damn> it. <laughs> well done. All right, this is episode nine, as it should have been aired, Ariel, written by Alan Croker and Jose Molina. While waiting on the core planet Ariel, Simon hires the crew to help him smuggle River into the local hospital for a thorough diagnostic. In return, he will tell them how to loot the hospital for valuable medicine. Once inside, Jane attempts to turn in Simon and River for the reward. However, the Alliance officer arrests Jane as well to keep the bounty for himself. The crew escapes, but Mal realizes that Jane betrayed Simon and River. Mal arranges for Jane to suffocate when Serenity leaves the planet's atmosphere, but then lets him live.
0: Yeah, so this is uh, like the the quick way to say this is the emotional roller coaster episode, right? Um but a little bit. We'll dive into this. Before we go anywhere, I just want to say Jose Molina well crafted uh, there are no words just oh. so somebody had posted to him on Twitter yesterday saying every time, you know, a fan says, "Hey, my favorite line is from a thing you wrote." It's invariably from an episode of that thing that you did not write. And uh, the topic of the topic of the episode, Ariel, came up. And I said, "Hey, if I asked you about that, would that happen to you?" And he said, "Nope." So I said, "I actually can't pick a favorite quote. This is just—I think it's a—it's a, it's a one-long exchange in the language of the series, and it's pitch-perfect." And he said, "Thank you." And I screenshotted that and freaked out. And uh, <laughs> so, Jose Molina, thank you so much for just brushing some of the greatness onto our little Twitter feed. I, I, I'm blown away just by that. Um, first question that I have for you guys, uh, in any order, I don't care who answers first. Right away we get an establishment that Book is not with us right now. He is left at an abbey. Do we think Book was left at an abbey, or do we think Book requested to be dropped at an abbey, knowing what was about to go down?
1: I think the actor took a day off and they needed to just put him out of the episode.
0: That's not what I asked, Josh.
1: <laughs> well, that's my hey, answer. I, so <laughs> Somebody else answered correctly.
4: I was going to say, when you're asking what's about to go down, because we didn't know about the heist until they got there. So are you talking
2: uh, about... But as soon as Mal and the crew get into Alliance waters, you know they're going to find some dirt. Book knows that. I know that. We all know they're going to find some dirt to play around here's why
0: i ask the reason <laughs> that i ask is because in the last few episodes that we've seen there's been some moments where shepherd book has like mentioned having a familiarity with the alliance we saw his identity card get him saved by an alliance medic so when they were like hey we're going to a very alliance heavy core world was he like oh actually I-, uh, I need to make a stop at the abbey really quick if you wouldn't mind before you go or was mal like look I know how we are. It's going to go south. Just drop him off. Like
1: It was probably an unspoken think, like agreement between both of them where, you know, I bet like off screen, they said, we're going to go to Ariel. And Mal looked at Shepard. Shepard looked at Mal and they were kind of like, yeah, we should drop you off somewhere. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, he's going to go fix his Bible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that's yep. true.
0: He needs new pages. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it, I just bring it up because I feel like it could be an interesting thing, right? Like, they, they immediately established that. And obviously the, the episode reason is so that he's not there for the dangerous thing where you have to run quickly, right? We we get that. Right. Um, but <laughs> it, it just, I, I, I liked that they did it right away. Um, I definitely, it, th- we have like one of these little family scenes, right? Where everybody's sitting around, Jane is being rude. He's being kind of a uh, picking, he's picking on Simon, kind of like he's Simon's older brother, even though they don't have that kind of relationship and everybody I like, felt I got I got a different uneasy.
1: I got a different kind of reaction from that I, I feel like Jane was picking on him like a bully yeah and, that, and that's why he got the reaction he got from River right because she was sticking up for her brother
2: I don't know if she was sticking up for him I think she like internalized his feelings and like, like oh she she has no filter like we learned. And those feelings right. just infected her head. And she's like, I'm going to cut this guy's chest open.
1: Right. Well, That's what he I was also, saying. I also feel like he those two knife. have a mental connection, too, where she can feel his thoughts a little bit heavier than mo- like, Like a twin. Well, you seems, know how twins have that like, right. mental connection? I feel like they have that. And he was probably thinking at the dinner table, man, I could just stab you right now and she was like yeah i could and i will and
4: <laughs> you, you know that, that's just kind of what i got sean what did you get from this scene so there's there's two things one i can actually say and the other thing i can't say because i know what happens later so at, right. in an attempt to 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 stay the course and where we are i'm trying to just react to what i see in this episode i appreciate and it. the way i'm kind of looking at it as <laughs> is that we do know that she is kind of as a sponge, right? She sees everything. She acts. um... So I was kind of disagreeing with you guys. I was arguing with my um, my iPhone a few episodes ago. So to me, uh, I think it was the episode where we get some of the River and Simon's background with her parents, their parents. And I think there was some comments about, it's weird that the parents are super excited for Simon, but kind of dismissive of River. And I took that as, and again, full disclosure, my wife is a special education teacher. She teaches children with autism. And so I've been around that my adult life. And my mom is also a special ed teacher. So I've literally been around that my life. So I've always identified River as being autistic. Mm. And mm. Because, because mostly autism is just a communication barrier. And that's a lot of what River has is, is the communication, not understanding social cues, things like that. So, and also because of that, of the being autistic, they receive everything. And like the filter, she doesn't have the filter. No filter, she just receives everything. Right. So that's a little bit of the same thing. So that's why back to that particular episode, I think the parents kind of see that. And my wife and I have seen parents that are a little uncomfortable or embarrassed, or they don't know how to to deal with a child with with, with special needs. That's why they lean on Simon because he's – I'm using air quotes for the podcast, air quotes. He's normal, right? Mm-hmm. And they know how to deal with him. So that's that's my episode backtrack. I apologize for going there. but <laughs> No, no, you're good. Um, I –
0: I agree with you 100%, and I think that that actually is playing out in this scene, right? It's not that she's looking at Simon going, Simon needs to be defended. She's looking at Jane going, I see a knife, I see malicious intent, I see potential danger, and it's all coming from him. And how do I mirror that? Oh, I mirror that by grabbing a knife. And I wrote, um, I forgot about this scene. I was definitely taken aback when River just pulled that knife across Jane's chest like she was drawing curtains, like, so casual. Just, ah, uh, drag this across your chest. <laughs> like, definitely stood out to me. I was like, oh, I forgot that that happened.
1: <laughs> uh, I kind of thought the doctor was going to stand up and punch him in the face. Like, finally, stick up to, you know, stand up to the bully. It's not proper. Mm. But I, well, okay. But <laughs> it, it, I just, it kind of seemed like it was boiling up to that point. Where he would you know he's been picked on too much, and he's gonna actually punch him in the face, and like mm-hmm. in my in my notes, I was like, pretty sure doctor's going to dot 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 holy shit river went crazy, <laughs> never mind, <laughs> like in the middle of my writing notes, <laughs> it was like, oh okay, yeah. so river's gonna and i yeah
0: we get this scene where the doctor is patching Jane up, and Jane is talking about him like he's not there right right <laughs> and And Mal is like, hey, you know, what's your problem? What are you going to do about it? And then Jane gives this performance that's almost convincing, right? He goes, what about you? What about Kaylee? What about Inara? What about everybody else on this ship? What if she comes after you guys? And if you look right in his eyes, you can see that that's just worry for himself, that he knows well enough how to mask as worry for other people. So it, it was really, really well acted by Baldwin in that scene, I thought.
2: This was really an episode of growth for Jane. He yeah. had multiple like little moments where he really grew and we got to see that and how like it was kind of forced of him. but yeah it was forced <laughs> but it altered him. It altered him and I think mm-hmm. it was a good moment for his character.
0: Yeah. I think he, Simon and Mao all experience some growth in this episode for sure to your
4: point Ricky. What were you going to mm-hmm. say Sean? I was just going to simply say that that guilt is a powerful motivator, and at the at the end of this episode, you know what what Jane experiences, I think, is ultimately guilt and shame, mm. which is probably yeah. emotions that that person has never experienced because he's a dude that will kill for money, even if he's, you're just bothering him, you know. But like, but in this moment, at the end of this episode. And not to jump too far ahead, but, you know, he's feeling both guilt and shame of of what he did. Yep. And, you know, like you said, he now again, you're right. His his growth is forced on him um, by his own actions and then the actions of his captain. But you're right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's powerful on him.
2: I think Mal pounding that word crew into his head so many times over this episode. And then at the end, when he was hanging out on the bridge, he was, or not on the bridge, but the landing gear, the mm-hmm. ramp. Uh, <laughs> he was like, man, if it was the other way around, Simon would be out here. This isn't about me. Yeah. This is about the actions that I engaged in. This isn't me and Mal. This is what yep. I did.
0: Well, and he, to to your point, Sean, I think, like you said, not to go all the way to the end, but there's plenty to talk yes. about even Oops. if we do that. Um, sure. No, I mean, it happens. That's why we give the synopsis. But, like, um, the, I think that shame that does come across so well in that scene from Jane is what Mal recognizes and what makes Mal ultimately change his mind because he's going, okay, old Jane would never have said, um, you know, tell them I got shot or tell them something else happened. Don't tell them what I did. Old Jane would say, yeah, tell them what happened and then tell them why you did it. And I'll bet you they'll mutiny. Like he, he would have just said, you know, I don't care who knows what I did, tell them it was for the money. And so I think Mal recognizes that. Um, but here's here's a thing that I noticed. Um, when they're doing the the like breakdown of what the plan is for the heist, right? When Simon's explaining, okay, hey, I've got a job for you. Here's what we're going to do. Did you notice that there's an open space in the circle that they're standing in for us? And then the camera just slides right into that space and we are now standing in the circle with the rest of the characters and we're part of the plan that's why right. the camera is handheld and looking back and forth in all the different directions because that's our pov right we're mm-hmm. like oh what are they all saying that kind of thing i really loved the effect of that scene for a minute i was like what's with all the handheld shots and then i was like oh because that's how my head moves
1: i get well, it and i feel <laughs> like that that was such a late 90s heist movie move too where they're going 100%. through the plan, and you know, and then we're gonna go over here, and we're gonna get make sure we get our suits, and then we're gonna make sure to have those on when we put in our thumbprints, and we're gonna get over this mm-hmm. way, and then it's gonna, you know, and then the camera pans each time you do something else, and like <laughs> I feel like that was a really good homage to the heist movie, yes, you know?
2: Yes,
0: yes. I wrote down love the heist percussion in the background. It's get yeah, very heist movie, yeah.
4: Yeah, and so on Cheap Seats, we talk a lot about movie tropes and TV tropes. And <laughs> That's and, definitely yeah, one of them. <laughs> yeah, it is. So the heist, so I mean, like you could even boil this down to this is the Ocean's Eleven episode of the <laughs> series, right? I feel like, I mean, and you guys know this, you know, especially if you like know Star Wars or Star Trek, excuse me. There's almost always at least one diehard episode in each series, of of Star Trek. There's always that one episode where it's like the one person versus the many kind of a thing. So I I love these tropes. And so not only do we get that this is the heist trope, we get the trope, and I love this this technique that they do in storytelling is I'm going to tell you the heist. I'm going to explain the plan, most of it, or sometimes all of it, but usually just a little, you know, enough. And while I'm explaining, I'm going to then show you we're doing it. We need a ship. So now we're at the junkyard. There's getting the ship. We need the uniforms. There's the uniforms. Like, I like that way of storytelling. Yeah. Because one, it saves time, but two, it gives you something to do besides stand there watching Simon talk.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well done, Jose Molina. Um, Which, by the way, dang doc, you're full of surprises. Like, has he just been sitting here thinking of this plan for weeks like if if we ever get to a to a hospital that we can do this with, I have just the the perfect plan.
0: Remember back to the pilot, Josh. He said, "Okay, I'm a genius. I don't right, but like I'm a, I'm a high level genius who's mm. very sought after for my intellect. My sister makes me look like an idiot child, so he is like, okay. Okay, capable of some very high level." you know, 4D chess and maneuverability and stuff. It's just that he's not in his element. And as we see specifically in this episode, God, Josh, you're such a good podcaster, that when he <laughs> is in his element, he crushes it and he knows exactly how to operate, as it were. So it's it's a very specific, it's meant to illustrate, yes, when he is where he knows how to be, he is 100% in control and cool, calm, and collected. Especially, I mean, it, it, that whole hospital is his area even when he's being held by alliance forces he's like you're gonna do this because this this and this he's he yeah. knows that arena mm-hmm. he knows what he's yeah.
1: doing I, lo- I loved him kind of like you get to see the actual doctor in this episode I, yeah. I really really liked the him pulling that little that little guy aside and being like how why would you do this you know and like Your scolding him he doesn't even work there. That's <laughs> like me going to a different store of my company and being like, what is going on here? <laughs> she doesn't like, even go here. <laughs>
2: uh, I had one question about currency in the Firefly universe. Do it. Uh, when the first little vial that Simon pulls out, he goes, this is worth 20 platinum or 50 credits. Mm-hmm. How is uh, Credits are no good here. How yeah. are credits worth that much more than a platinum?
0: Uh, inflation it, it, and artificial <laughs> control by the evil alliance. Obviously, they're gonna <laughs> overvalue their own currency over a rebel currency, right? Well, it's like it's I'm the not. Same I'm, thing. I'm not messing with you. That's probably like actually the the answer. Like given the show's
4: <laughs> subject material. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard like we hurts, have now, though. right? Like I I can give you a hundred dollars or one bitcoin or something like that. You know, like right. It's, or a bar of gold, or something. Name your, you know, um, you know, Give me gold, gold press, yeah, platinum, Ricky, whatever you want to do. It's,
0: yeah. it's fungible. Here comes the ignorance. So, um, when they were in the uh, graveyard, or sorry, the junkyard, right? And they're looking for pieces, and Wash and Kaylee are like, I was wondering. Oh, it, wait, they're like, why are we here? Why are we in these in this graveyard? And then Kaylee remembers, Oh, I love. Why did I say graveyard again? She goes, oh, I just remembered I love junkyards, right? She's like, yeah, trudging through, like, look at all this trash. And she's like, wait a minute. I love junkyards. Here's some junk that I get to play with. I liked that character moment of hers.
2: But during that junkyard scene, who noticed what Wash picked up off the ground?
4: It was the part that they needed last week, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. He found a catalyst
4: just lying around from in the, the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's so that funny. piece
1: that
0: they needed, and it plays into the evil captain Sash having said, uh, "That's a nothing part. Why do you need it?" It's like yeah, it's literally <laughs> well, it's, laying around in junkyards. Yeah, but it's
4: everything um, when you don't
1: have it, right? And again, this being aired out of order, none of that makes any freaking sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. speaking of when was this aired? Because according to some internet sites episode nine was not aerial it was war stories I think mm-hmm.
0: yeah this is one of the ones that was only slightly out of order um, mm. but I think the episodes leading up to it were not the correct order in the first place so it wouldn't have mattered that it was only one off it would still be way off yeah set it up for failure <laughs> the thing the thing with all of these character moments that we've had so far, right? We've had character moments with Simon, River, Mal, the doctor uh, uh, Jane, everybody, right? They all track so well because like, so when he's teaching Mal this vocabulary, right? We know that Mal has a history with vocabulary words and that he loves to talk eloquently and he's having trouble doing it because he has to get his vocabulary words from Zoe. You'll notice that Zoe has no problem saying the words. She just doesn't know what they mean. So Mm -hmm. she has a trouble like remembering the order, but she can say the words no problem. And then... I mean, Jane says what Jane says, right? He's like, if I wanted Put to up school, the banner. I would have gone to school. I, I think Jane <laughs> yeah. is probably... My note says Jane, is, Jane
3: struggles with learning.
0: <laughs> so I, My note says Jane is a kinetic learner. Because he learns fine when he's touching stuff and when he's, you know, cleaning his gun and making IDs with a knife, which to the other character point would track, right? He's an excellent tracker, as we saw in the last episode, so why wouldn't he be great at the opposite of tracking, which is going incognito and blending in and doing that stuff? I just, I really love that all these character moments make so much sense and This is another moment of proof that Jane isn't dumb. He's just smart in a really, really specific way. And dumb in some other ways. (laughs) Which, I guess, makes him a realistic character. And it makes him so well written in this episode. I'm not going to say the name again because I don't want to sound like that guy. But
1: (laughs) I had a really, really relatable moment with Jane this episode. When he said... If I'd wanted schooling, I'd have gone to school. <laughs> and I can literally say that to people. So yes, I think I'm I'm going to steal that line from Jane for the rest of my life. And if anyone ever tries to give me shit about, like, saying the wrong word, I'll be like, you know what? If I wanted schooling, I'd have gone to school. So... <laughs> Yes,
4: I, I love it. And one of the, one of the most relatable moments for me with
1: Jane. <laughs> so <laughs> So I,
4: I I go ahead, Sean. No, I was just gonna say I, I was I'm looking forward to when we were getting to the hashtag is yes Jane Dumb part. So the one oh, thing I think this episode in particular, thank you, <laughs> that in particular that this episode highlights is that we obviously see that Jane is crafty, he's resourceful and obviously he's good in a fight, and, and except towards the end, for some reason, it took him like an hour and a half to beat up that guard, but whatever, but hey, he had to use Jane's- his whole body, he was beating him up like a worm <laughs> yeah. but i mean i mean like Simon like Simon knocks that guy out I mean he does the, the like the the knee to the neck so he yeah. passes out he's not killing the guy, he's just making him pass out, but you know what I think it definitely does show is that Jane is not a this is, you're going to laugh, or maybe not, I don't know. But like, it reminds me of the Back to the Future 3, You know when they keep accusing Marty of not thinking fourth dimensionally. Like, I'm going to drive into that wall. He goes, no, it won't be there in the past. You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. <laughs> Jane doesn't think like that. So all he mm-hmm. thinks of is the immediate now, mm-hmm. right? It's just now. And so I think that's part of his problem is he, he's not good at planning. Mal can see, obviously, if you call the feds, you're going to get pinched. That's uh, that's obvious to Mal because he can see into not the future, but he can he understands things. Whereas Jane, he did. sees
1: the variables. Jane doesn't look at all the different angles of what could happen. Yeah. So it's
4: yeah, it's just yeah. once again proof Jane is a blunt instrument, and he all he cares
1: about <laughs> is money. The yes. money was there. The money was good. Yeah, the whatever, money was too whatever good. He says. I think yeah. that's
0: a good summation of that. Um, so I really like that Simon trusts river enough in this moment to just give her the real plan right he just gives it to her straight like here's what we're gonna do it's very dangerous he doesn't treat her like a child or anything like hey we're gonna you know go to a castle and you're gonna lay on a magical He, he was just like here's what we have to do it's dangerous i trust you though i know you can do this are we good and then she's like yes we're good i'm you know fully locked in everything's fine and then this is the first moment of this episode where I teared up because they're just their dynamic is so true to life right like the sibling love and the 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 true vulnerability that you can see on both of those actors in that scene is is very powerful very very affecting so I that was the first time I teared up in this episode. Josh and Kylie my first specific question for you how did you feel about Jane on the ride in when they're on the transport and they're like Jane are you good and he's like trying to recite his lines and he's like don't worry about me everything's fine how are you guys feeling at that moment?
3: I, I, I just knew he was going to mess something up I suppose <laughs> <laughs> but did you
0: think it would be intentional, or did you think he was going to make a screw-up?
3: Oh, I don't I don't think I thought it was going to be intentional, no. I just inevitably mm. thought that he would mess it all up. Hmm.
1: I like the conversation between Mal and Jane. You got a little stabbed yeah. the other day. Make anyone a little ornery. <laughs> it's, yeah, I totally well, get why you'd freak out about that. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of yeah. foreshadowing in this. There um, was one, like, the, yeah heavy heavy like uh in my notes right here everything will be fine when we wake up always a terrible foreshadow river freaking out doesn't help either so and then and then mal talking to jane was even more foreshadowing it didn't like click obviously I, i could see it i could read it you know the foreshadowing but until the actual thing came to light with jane I, you know, I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Something crazy is going to go down. Something crazy. And something crazy did go down. I'm glad that there was some
0: mystery in it for you. I was worried that Josh would, like, nudge Kylie and be like, he's going to betray him, and then this is going to
1: happen. So I'm really <laughs> glad that that didn't happen. Um, I, I try actually... not to do that to Kylie anymore. She gets really mad at me when I do that, because I try to I keep it to myself. It's pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> I I agree with her 100%. Um,
0: I figured out where J.J. Abrams first equated lens flare with the future. And it is this hospital. So, you go no. to the hospital, wow. and every freaking camera in this hospital is staring down the barrel of, a uh, like, a painting work light for some why? reason. And there's just <laughs> flare on in my,
1: everything. In my notes, why does it look like a horror movie, is what I had said. Yeah,
0: well... I mean the answer to that is because it's a horrible place and it's meant to induce unease and a sense of dread and you know this is not the kind of space we're used to we're used to enclosed warm colored spaces like serenity not big open neutral sure. or cool colored spaces this is and I very guess that's bad.
1: that's one of the best things about this show in particular is the coloring of different like last episode it was at its best where, yes. you know, in the past it was a different lighting and in the present it was a different lighting and, and you get different feelings from that. Um, I always love when filmmakers and stuff can actually use that to their advantage. You know what I mean? Like they know yeah. how to use lighting to when their advantage. When they speak the right because, language. Right, because like with this, immediately the second they walk into the hospital, I was like, oh, oh <laughs> what's going on here? You know, and, and it was it was great it was great to you know be put it at unease right away
0: and i really like the immediate like subtle point of criticism of bureaucracy in general where they don't actually end up needing any of the lines they rehearsed he's like yeah hey we have t- two dead bodies and they're like cool get out of my face don't care
1: and they're all like oh uh, okay. cortical electrodes
3: yeah, and then yeah. he word vomits, and I'm
1: just like, God. He just wanted to say, he had been practicing <laughs> those lines for like a week, and he's like, yeah, there's but no but way I'm God, getting out of this without say saying it. my goddamn lines. It's <sighs> no. fair. That's how I would be. I'd be like, you, you forced these lines down my throat for a week, <laughs> and- I'm doing it.
2: (laughs) You mentioned the, like, bureaucracy that's so obvious walking onto the (laughs) Alliance ship, or the Alliance, I guess, aerial the Alliance uh, world. World. Uh, One thing that I thought it was cool that they made note of is when we were watching Janestown, I had a moment where I was like, oh, are we stealing from the poor? (laughs) But then we went to, no, it's from the magistrate, we don't have to worry about it. And then we Mm -hmm. have this other moment where it's like, we're stealing from a hospital? Uh, no, don't worry about let me, it. Let me explain It's a bad it, yeah. guy hospital. It's <laughs> a bad be a guy res- hospital. They'll be resupplied in an Tons hour. Right. It's
1: fine.
0: It's, yes, it's not that it's a bad guy hospital. It's that they have a very robust supply chain and want to avoid looking incapable. So uh, I'm really tempted to go further on that exact point, but I'm going to refrain right now. Yeah, you can't. Um, so I really like that Simon... Sucks at laying low, like we've already established before that Simon sucks at reading a room, right? And this is a another thing that tracks with his character that he can't lay low. Um, and I like that it's a trait that the Tam siblings share. River is there; she knows it's a dangerous place, but she also sees this guy in trouble, and she looks at Simon terrified and says, "You have to help him." And then Simon actually die. Yeah, and Simon gives her this look of like, I shouldn't, and then immediately his face resolves to, but I'm going to, and he walks over there, and I gotta say, the show does medical drama really convincingly, like, that was quite the adept spin into a suddenly new genre, and it was very well executed, I thought.
4: And one of the great things about being in the future, you can make up words and it doesn't matter because we don't know what they mean. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they're yep. actually giving him push 3 CCs of ibuprofen because we know what right. that means. So when he says
2: dialaftin,
4: Yeah, exactly. It's like is that a thing? We don't know. I mean, maybe there's yep. a medical student that listens to the show and says, "Oh no, that's a thing that, you know, but I just we're always willing space to learn medicine. here."
2: We yeah. also got two shots of those wireless defibrillator things. Did you notice the okay. defibrillators he used were okay. wireless? <laughs>
1: Okay, quick question. And they were spoons? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
4: think I use those to cook eggs with. Yeah.
0: If if one of you guys with a functional uh cortex connection can let me know, isn't the way that a defibrillator works to actually stop the heart so that it can be like restarted on the correct rhythm or something like that? Like it fixes arrhythmia by stopping it and then it can be So a so defibrillator fixed with CPR. I think is
1: is main mainly used for like heart palpitations so when it gets off right it like re-centers it uh, the paddle right, but doesn't it the do paddle that? is like the electric shock thing we need justin where's justin <laughs> well
0: anyways my question is that when zoe just casually tapped that guy with those did she stop that guy's heart like is Probably. he immediately dead or was he like knocked out like that's what i wanted to know i don't know they- how a defibrillator works I've, so got, I've got
2: it on Google oh, if, you, if you want. Yep. yep. Go, Ricky. All <laughs> right. Defri- defibrillators are devices that restore a normal heartbeat by sending an electric pulse or shock to the heart. They are used to prevent or correct an arrhythmia, a heartbeat that is uneven or is too slow or too fast. Defibrillators <laughs> can also restore the heart's beating if the heart suddenly stops so i don't think it does anything to stop oh, okay. the it just okay evens it out it will restart but i'm i
0: mean but if, if you think shock about it, the somebody way, like that well but to fix a, a rhythm like an arrhythmia it would have to stop for half a second so that when it beats again it's correct right i just right. am worried we that are Zoe not doctors. casually murdered that guy that's all i'm wondering well, about <laughs> do you think she I, I cared think... though um well
2: he's an he was... evil doctor yeah, he I'm was pretty just sure she's jerks.
1: killed she other
4: enough. people. Well, I look at the way I'm looking at it. Simply is that the camera keeps looking back at the guy on the ground. Zoe keeps looking back at this guy to check to see if he's going to wake up. I think that's the show's way of reminding us that um, she didn't just murder this doctor. I guess. That yeah, she, It was manslaughter you know,
2: she, because it was incidental.
4: I mean, you know, maybe he eventually <laughs> passes out because he dies on his own vomit or something. I don't know, but th- th- <laughs> th- we're, we're going to leave him. On the cold floor in the supply <laughs> closet.
1: Yeah, I do okay. want to say that uh, the guy that plays that doctor, his name is Tom Virtue, and he's credited as the pompous doctor. So <laughs> even doctor even in the he credits, he deserves to kind of be shocked. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's that's like putting your script reader right into your character title. Like that guy <laughs> yeah. doesn't have to read his script; he just has to remember the gist of his lines.
1: Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. He was in, gosh, that guy is that pompous doctor has been in like everything: Agents of Shield, American Horror Story, Iron Man three, Mindy Project, Children's Hospital, NCIS. Like that guy is
4: popular. Everybody's been Hmm. in in NCIS. I mean, I am surprised I
0: haven't. I mean, it's yeah, it's been on for. 29 years or something. Known for Even
1: Stevens.
3: He's the dad. I was like, I know him from (laughs) somewhere. It's totally Even Stevens.
1: (laughs) Now how old do you feel, Sean? (laughs) All right, so let's, let's have a moment here
0: for Summer Glau's eyes that are just bathed in emotion this entire episode. She... The expression on Summer Glau's face that she is able to communicate—it just blows me away. And I had a I moment think that during this episode where I was like, "She is
2: just beautiful." And it, oh you know, my gosh, yeah. her character doesn't really need to be beautiful, so it's not focused on very right. often in the show. But wow,
1: who yeah. what are we talking and, about? And you're not River, uh, the girl that plays oh, okay. River, okay, okay. Som- Sorry.
0: Summer Glau. So it's like she has. She's the character, like you said, Ricky, isn't coded as like attractive or like a you mm-hmm. know, a potential mate for any of the other characters or anything like that. But that's what I love about her is that she is such a complete and damaged and difficult person and manages just transcendent grace and beauty despite all that. You know, which I think kinda of goes back to what Sean was saying earlier when you've got this communication barrier it can be difficult to understand you know somebody enough to consider them beautiful and i think to your point ricky we get enough understanding of river in this episode to go you know when she looks at that correct angle in particular it's like oh wow she is beautiful and this this whole thing is just it, it opened a whole new dimension of, of River for me, personally. Um, and it's, I, like I said, I think it's mostly in Summer Glau's face. I think it's mostly just the way that she emotes. Um, if you guys have any River or Summer Glau gushing to do, this would probably be a good time so we can get it all out of the way. I just, I know that I, that's how I am.
4: <laughs> the only thing that I'd, I want to say about her and her arc throughout the series is simply that I appreciate that she's never sexualized. Yeah. You know, like, I know we kind of have that already in Honora.
2: Um,
4: well, in Kaylee last episode, kind of. Kaylee a little bit, but even then it was more of comedy than sexual, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Wash have
2: You're an right. in-bed scene together.
4: They yeah they they right. do
0: but it, he, he's saying that River but, character in particular the, isn't sexualized. Right. But
4: even the Zoe part, it's more sweet because it's like husband wife kind of thing. It, mm-hmm. it's, you know what I'm saying? Like we never ever maybe this is a spoiler. I don't know. I'm sorry, but like we never there's never a moment with Summer with River. I mean, where she's in something that would be considered like you, she's never portrayed in any kind of sexual. And I think that's actually great mm-hmm. that they do that in this show. Yeah, she never gets slave laid, That's good right yeah and then she did the
1: the,
0: they did the thing where she like she was nude in the first episode right where she was like in the case and everything but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like meant to be like it wasn't shot in a leery way it wasn't shot in a way that felt creepy or anything like that Mm -hmm. um so here's the thing um, Mal and Zoe are using their own hands, right? So did they get fake fingerprints and I missed that? Or does the Alliance not have their prints? Or they do and Mal and Zoe don't care that they do? Or- I think they
1: kind of covered that in the montage when they were getting all did their they- suits ready. I don't think they, they did fingerprints, but they alluded to it. Because they did cut out the pictures
4: for the IDs and go through like mm-hmm. different scans and stuff. But it was really Maybe they quick. were able to... Hack in and put their thing fingerprints into the system or something. Well,
1: Kaylee was able to hack in and tell them where to go when they were running, yeah. so I would assume she could probably hack in and get the fingerprints yeah. uploaded. That, you know,
4: does that mean she's the guy in the chair? Absolutely, she's the guy in the chair. Yeah. She is.
0: She's. Uh, Which makes sense because she's that the mechanic
4: too. Tank in the Matrix
1: or oh. <laughs> uh, Dozer or Spider-Man in, in Spider Man.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, there's also that, I don't know, was, yeah, Ned from Spider-Man's reference I'm making, and the, back to our Ocean's Eleven analogy, it's it's whatever that guy is, I can't remember his you name. You he's
1: go so he's, far as being Emilio Estevez from Mission Impossible, because yeah, he was one of the first guys, the guys in the, in the, the chair.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and then he got on an elevator, naturally. That's why, he
1: should have never gotten out of the chair, man. That's what happens when you get out of the chair, you get smashed in an elevator, we Emilio. learned that from Emilio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <I don't> <laughs> yeah. So, it it is, a, like, again, the reason we give the synopsis at the beginning is so that we don't really, you know, if we go out of order, it doesn't really matter. But I will take this moment just to say, Josh and Kylie, do you have any notes that you feel like we've skipped, like, chronologically? You feel like you missed getting out? And if not, what is your next note that
1: you guys hmm. have? I did I loved the death pods. They're not body bags, they're like oh, yeah. little
4: mm-hmm. death pods. That Those you put look them in.
2: exactly like what's strapped to the roof of every third Subaru in Colorado. Yes.
4: That's yeah. actually yep. what they are. That I, mean, I don't is know if great.
2: That's like if it's like for kayak or what they're supposed to be. Isn't it for I, a sled? <laughs> I immediately recognized it as a roof rack.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Hundred uh, percent. Just some, just some roof rack. Of course, you know my heart was like, "Oh, it's a photon torpedo encasing," <laughs> but it, it wasn't. It was a roof rack for a Subaru Outback.
1: Uh, and then later on, I had mentioned. Now they're medicine pods, from death pods to medicine pods, because they sure. filled yes. those things up. <laughs> Holy cow! What a what a. What
0: a beautiful dichotomy, right? You take the fake dead people out. You put in the life giving medicine that will also bring money to the crew, which will save their lives. Yeah, it was. Yep. it was a really. It was really solid, and it was. It wasn't like beat you over the head level of like you know here's this obvious visual metaphor. It was like all of this stuff tracks, and it makes internal logical sense that they would do this. So it doesn't feel contrived. It doesn't feel forced. It it just. It flows
1: so well. Um, Yeah. Kylie, did you have any other notes from where we're at right now?
3: Not out of chronological order. I'm good. (laughs) Okay.
0: We get the... um, Okay, I wrote this down just because I think it was... I want to know if anybody knows anything about the production because I know we have had a couple of notes on the production... Is it just me or is the hallway leading away from the medicine locker definitely made out of the same material that the Velociraptor shipping container from the start of <laughs> Jurassic Park is made out of? It's got like that weird pattern that almost looks like unpunched out razor blades or something with all the light filtering through
4: it. Is that, that just me?
0: Am I a huge nerd right now? Uh, yeah.
4: Yes. Yes. <sighs> I, uh... I mean, you are, but I don't think that's because of this. Yeah. Oh, okay. It- Good. Was, I mean, it, it kind of had is. nothing to do with this. That's all that matters.
0: Well, it's yeah. probably the way I was raised. Um, oh, hang on, I have something for this. You are a huge nerd. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Every Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. for your drive, 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 drive to work.
2: Oh, traffic, traffic, uh, traffic, 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 no. <laughs> traffic. <laughs>
4: on the sixes. Um on the so, sixes I was going to say on the twos or whatever. Thank yeah. you. Thank
0: you. Um I like that we so once once Mal and Zoe figure out that Simon and River are stuck with Feds. There's no discussion of what the plan is. There's no you know, okay, what's the best course of action? They just start loading guns. They're like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. because they know almost this like they kind of knew that this was
1: going to go down that they were like well yeah, all
0: right. to me it was to me it was okay we're dealing with the alliance and the alliance has our family we don't need a plan we go in shooting we ask questions later
4: like we're going
2: yeah. into this evil hospital full of evil doctors yeah. and evil <laughs> patients and we're going to do yeah. what it takes to <laughs> we're get
4: we're going to defibrillate everyone we have to yes. yeah um,
1: if we're oh man before before we skip ahead we missed the the biggest thing we haven't heard it in I think two episodes, but uh, whenever Jane leads Doc and River out to the back hallway, we get a "You are bound by law." Bound by law. know. Yeah. And uh, you I do. just wanted to wanted to bring that up because I did bound like that law. whole scene where Jane realized, "Oh my god, double crossed, getting double crossed here." And I think that was the first part of his evolution into maybe being an okay. Because he was like, "Oh shit." Maybe I shouldn't have been there an asshole. Was,
2: there was a moment where he was watching Simon do that 3D image scanning, and Simon mm. was telling Jane everything that he was seeing, and Jane was just like, "Oh no, what have I done?" Yeah, like yep. I these aren't the kind of people that I can betray.
1: Yeah, but it's too what late. What did you, what did you say about it. the effects when when he was looking at the at Rivers' brain?
3: Oh, that it. Would, like was some Wakanda shit. Oh, some Wakanda shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because you know it is all like all you know, and he's turning, turning the... it around
1: and 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 that yep. again with the effects of the show. Those are some great effects for what two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand two. You know, yeah, it was pff, pretty spot on.
0: I loved watching her brain light up right like the moment before everything went bad she's like you see all the colors in her brain go off um and to your point when when that guy came down the stairs i was like this snivelly douchebag is gonna get to bound by law these people like i I don't know how i feel about letting this guy bound by law somebody it just he he didn't have an
1: english accent though he didn't
0: law. have an English accent. I mean, he did... Here's the thing. The line was delivered, or the line was well written, and mm. it was well delivered. His face just doesn't match sheriff or, like, lawman to me. His face matched, like, evil space captain Sash from the last episode to me. <laughs> so, if you're going to bound by law people, you need to look official. That's, that's just true. He
1: does need to have a, a sick mustache that twirls around and you he's come out just, he man, just seems like man, by kind of
4: dude. That he <laughs> got by a by desk law. job. Yeah, he got a desk job at the fourth because he sucks at something. And so yep. the only reason why he's making this caller is because Jane called him. He was the dude yes. what answered the phone. And mm-hmm. so that's why he was all he 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 he's excited cuz he was, was going to get his big day cuz he was going to bring in the Tams. Like this was going to be the biggest bust of his career cuz you know. And because he sucks. And he expected to get the reward. So it's like,
0: I'm sorry, I don't think cops get the reward <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure when they catch works. a criminal who's wanted, right? Like, I right. mean, maybe they do, and I've been totally misled. I just don't. But again, that's probably meant to be a commentary on the corruption and the bureaucracy of the alliance, where they'll go, "Hey, whoever you are, it doesn't matter if it's your job or not. You bring them in, you claim that prize." Maybe that's what that's meant to be. I'm not,
1: and apparently, 100% sure. that prize is meeting the men in black and all of their freaking brain their in gadgets. killing, exploding devices, high frequency things. The What's that stick. ring? The what? What? Too-
0: oh, Ugh. this is my wedding ring. I was saying hands of blue. Uh, yeah, oh, no, uh, I'm with like, you. I, I, got a, I got a <laughs> ring also with a with a blue on the two. That's yeah, pretty yeah. Cool. yeah. It was it's I, much better than having a ring that I could destroy or lose and then feel really bad about. So yeah, <laughs>
4: Um. So yeah, can we stay here for a minute about the alliance, yeah. the feds? Because I like I, your thinking, Roy. I <laughs> these two dudes are the worst part of the episode for me Mm. for me for this reason only well a couple reasons one they're obviously just one-dimensional they're evil i mean like they're the evil of of evil right you know the one guy has a scary look on his face when he's like you talked to them yeah of course they (laughs) talked to them you did you didn't send out you know instructions never to talk to them but whatever so then they pull out the bleed stick. Which I, I get, How does it work? Like, is it is there a high front? frequency,
1: man? That high is frequency back?
4: Like, do you? Yeah, but if those guys put, have ears, Josh. Like, if you if they're the went men off in
1: freaking black from the X Files, they are immune what, like, to the high frequency. They have trained for it for years. My <laughs> okay. mind is made up.
0: The
2: men in black aren't this,
0: immune to the neuralizer. They have to put on. the glasses. And that's why. They, and there's a. Yeah, These guys are wearing contacts. And I, think show, valid... yeah. no. <laughs> I think Sean is making a valid point. That that's sorry. a very... The, the device is way too nondescript. It's like a tube. You could just fall on that and accidentally yeah, kill a block. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have
2: gotten that cool scene of that guy, like, bleeding from all of his seams. <laughs> okay, and that almost, but, ma- but, almost makes it forgivable.
4: But does it, though? <laughs> like, it's terrifying, yes. It's, it's incredibly terrifying to, to, to die that way. It sounds painful, but... Guns are just as terrifying. Just shoot people. I don't understand mm. why. We no, have you to have to be them.
1: menacing and let people but know that the way that I'm going to kill you is way is worse than the way that I mean, guy's going to kill you. Right.
4: <laughs> I know, but but there was. No, I'm probably going to cut out
1: part of your brain too. Yeah. I <laughs> I, I,
4: know. I just I think
0: I hear where you're coming from, Sean. Where it's like you don't have to layer evil on these guys like 15 times, right? You can just like. Roy, are you seriously talking about the movie in the effing group chat? Kick him out of the group chat. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Get rid of him. Um, Unless he can calm down. That's not cool, Roy. You don't need to layer 15 levels of evil on this guy, right? Like, we we know they're evil. They have weird faces. They've killed people. They're in suits. We don't need them to be like... A, a a maximum level of evil to Sean's point. I think I think I, I agree with where you're coming from. Um
1: but they but still are maximum level point, evil. <laughs>
0: no they are to Ricky's they point are. I I want them to bleed uh, from all of their their pieces because they're really be seen. Yeah. They're the right Seems. way they got yeah. seen together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah
4: the finger yeah they they I went mean, all, in, uh,
1: stigmata on it. He just like It's
4: you know bleeding from the eyes and everywhere and and that's that's pushing I mean that's pushing you know TV 14 whatever level for 2002 I mean that's TV 14 whatever it's called you know what I'm saying right like like that's something if I saw on FX today I would be like okay it's on FX fine but if that was on an episode of NCIS I'd say oh they've gone another level that's I'm pretty sure, sure they have that s-
1: that stuff on Nickelodeon. Like cartoons, will have that sort of face melting stuff, and kids are like, oh, oh. Oh, "Oh, the face melted." Yeah,
0: but but with slime, right? Um, so, oh. <laughs> in every in in every chase scene that I've ever seen in a movie or a TV film, right, people would benefit hugely from just closing the last door they went through. Just just close <laughs> the last one so that when somebody runs into a room of 15 doors they don't go oh they went through that one over there because they didn't close it yeah like just just close the last door you went
1: through i know it's a trope and i'm not upset about it it's just like um, i get yelled at in Warzone all the time for not closing doors behind me are you serious you didn't close the door (laughs) yeah because people know where you are um kylie and josh when you guys
0: were watching this and you there's a couple of scenes where you feel like Jane is going to get away with having done this right like it looks like maybe nobody knows that he did it and they're just going to put him back on the ship and everything's okay how are you feeling in those scenes
3: oh upset I just I guess this whole time I was really expecting him to redeem himself and I guess it's not too late I mean we've got more episodes to watch but um it's very disappointing that you know somebody who is not um Integritus is on, you know,
2: on the crew, so... Yeah.
1: I don't like right. it. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it.
2: Uh, I felt like those times where there was a point where Jane could have gotten away with it and the Tams could have been bound by law, <laughs> uh, That those points, Jane had already decided what he had done was wrong. Mm-hmm. So, uh even though he might have made the whatever the bounty is a trillion credits space credits he still wouldn't have felt good about it i don't think well well the problem is it took so long for him to
1: feel like that though like it took all those other things happening for him to feel bad and so i think at the end with mal making him realize like he he really like emphasized the point of you really fucked up here, man. Like you should not have done this. And you know, you what know, next time he decided to stab me in the back, uh, have the guts to do it to my face. Like he was, well, and it's not it to g- me. It's not that it's, it's like,
0: I'm not worried. Like did Jane learn his lesson? What I'm wondering is if Mal didn't know that Jane had mm. done this. Okay. And, Let's say let's even say Jane did learn his lesson but Mal didn't know that this whole thing had gone down. Would you be okay with that? Or would you be like, no, there needs to be consequences for Jane now? Or would yeah. you be worried like, oh, there's going to be huge consequences later? Cuz I I was like, even coming back to a rewatch, I was I felt personally betrayed by Jane, right? Like when Mal is yelling at him, and he tells him, "You betrayed my crew," you can hear him almost crying in that, right? Because he doesn't relish having to scream this at Jane, like he didn't want to have to explain why you are like this is family. You don't betray family, right? Right. And it it was just it was such a well acted scene on both sides of the glass there. But I I was just wondering if you guys if you had any any moments where you were like now I want Jane off
1: the ship like I don't want him part of the crew anymore like I'm done (laughs) so actually in my notes um, Kylie says just go without them except they need the doctor and River's okay just Jane (laughs) screw Jane leave him behind that's uh, something we discussed (laughs) so yeah I mean I think the crew would have been probably better off without him they could find some muscle somewhere else you know and, yeah, and that's a
0: good point, Roy. It does give Mal a different uh, kind of, like, if, if Mal had used this, uh, like, if he had said, oh, I'll tell him when I'm ready or something like that and used it as leverage on Jane, that would give Mal, like, a, you know, a different color to him. But I think, um, I think that moment where Mal decides to keep him, I don't think even Mal knew that he was going to do that. I think Mal went down there fully intending... This is it. To
1: murk you know? that dude. And yeah. Well,
0: not even... It's just like, turnabout is fair play, bro. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, um, Jane does show remorse, though. And that's, I think, like we were saying earlier, that's, I think, why Mal makes that change because Jane actually does say, you know, don't tell him what I did. Give him something else because he's showing remorse and regret. And Mal knows that in Jane, those are new things and that's growth. So, I think that's why he keeps him around. And when Simon asks, or is is like looking up at Jane, like he's his big brother and he's like, he was amazing. You should have seen him. He was taking guys out, left and right. It was so great. Thank you so much, Jane. Jane uses another line that he's heard Mal say here. He mm-hmm. says, well, you're, you're part of my crew. Of crew? Yeah. And he, again, you, it's just Jane being insincere but having the correct words. So... Jane's not dumb, he's an opportunist, and he's not eloquent. Um, <laughs> the next notes that I have are segment answers. So if you guys have any notes, let's go ahead and open up the floor. Josh and Kylie, if you'd like to go first. Go ahead.
1: Okay, I, uh, when, uh, when they're running away from... The, the scientists, the X-Files, MIB dudes. I really liked how um, Jane is hitting the, the handle with like a fire extinguisher or something.
2: No, it's his alliance gun. That, oh, yeah, the, like, the oh gun Scott, the, but
1: of the that gun. looks like a fire yeah. extinguisher. Um, but he's hitting the door, and then all of a sudden, Mal blasts the door and saves the day like the cowboy he is. Even the shot was kind of like... You know, they should have had a whistle behind him with like a harmonica. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Like <laughs> it, it was yeah, it was perfect. It was a perfect western shot of like here I am to save
4: the day. And the yeah. look he gives is great, right? Like he doesn't have to say anything. He just gives them a look like let's go. Yep. Yeah, it's that the head mm-hmm. nod, just let's go. Yeah. It's great.
1: What you got? It is a moment of um, almost
4: like
0: Mal can't even believe they were that lucky. Like, oh, yeah. then let's mm. just go. <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> Kylie. Sorry.
3: Um, I get, the only last thing that I have in my notes is uh, at the very end, I thought it was cool that Simon seemed to have some sort of concoction that he had made and he said for River, it's, it's time to wake time up. Time to wake um, up. So I'm like, oh, what did he learn? So that's exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the la- the last thing I had was just Kaylee's summary of uh, of the whole episode. <laughs> like I I wanted to use Kaylee's summary for the episode. Yeah. Well, basically, they killed Simon and River, stole a bunch of supplies, and then everyone got caught, and so they're out saving them. Oh, oh look. look, they're back! <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they come
0: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really liked that. Um, Uh, Ricky D, did you have any other notes that you would like to cover before we let Sean take the floor?
2: Sure, I've got just a couple of short ones Uh, How adorable was Wash with his backwards hat
0: (laughs) Oh yeah (laughs) He's
1: so cute I guess, yeah
3: (laughs)
2: He's pretty cute There was something very (laughs) juvenile about it and oh, so cute He looked like a little flyboy
0: he was playing heist like the rest of them were on a heist and Wash <laughs> was playing heist and it yes. was adorable <laughs> I mean he was also driving his ass off right but like sure. he was in in heist mood he was like you guys let's say cool one liners to each other like he was that guy that was very excited to be on his, his <laughs> first heist I think yeah go ahead Sean did you have any other notes from the episode you'd like to get to? oh Ricky sorry no. I don't mean to Rick, cut I, you I, off yeah. go ahead one
2: more real quick one uh, my job entails a lot of driving around all over Colorado. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And lately, I've been listening to an audiobook where uh, there's been a lot of British accents going on. Mm. So when Mal hit Jane in the face with that wrench, in my head, I go, Oh, spanner to the noggin. <laughs> 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 it, was nice. a, it was a nice. very British moment for me. That's oh. awesome.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Cute. That's it. That's I, all I've got.
1: I dig that.
0: Sorry. Okay, apologies. Sean, go ahead. Do you have any other notes from this episode that you would like to cover before we move on?
4: Yeah, just a handful. Like, a um, couple little moments of acting that I really like, some acting choices. So, when Simon saves Patient, Patient Man, there's shot, <laughs> the camera looks back at River and Jane, and Jane, of course, is all anxious and wants to go, and River gives Jane this look like yeah that's my brother my brother just saved that guy like it's this super proud sister moment I thought was really sweet really sweet moment um, the part where River is talking when they've been captured and River is spouting off stuff about Christmas and sneaking down I presents.
1: actually wanted to bring that up that was my last note that I have yeah um, It that whole scene just made me believe even firmer that she has some sort of psychic powers because i feel like at that moment she was in jane's head and reading off memories from jane and being like oh christmas this and just like doing some random shit that only jane knew about and he like the look of terror on his face when when she was spouting that and he's like you need to stop right now like I really think she was getting in his head and like rehashing some of his old bad childhood memories
4: or something like that. That's my that's well, my theory. And <laughs> this is the this is the second breadcrumb of that that theory because the first is with Badger. Yes, yes. She yes, she, yes. she gets into yeah. Badger's head and starts mm-hmm. talking about Badger. So mm-hmm. these are little breadcrumbs, all I'm gonna say. I'm so um, fucking
1: good at this. <laughs>
0: It's almost like they were written for you to find <laughs>
4: <laughs> the last uh, Screw you guys. uh specific, <laughs> the last specific note that I have was um, I did write um I know Jesse had tears in his eyes once Simon tells her it's time to wake up because that that got me that gets that Dude. gets me yeah yeah it's it it's an emotional moment y'all oh, yeah the love between those characters,
0: it, I mean, like, those actors, I don't know what kind of prep work they did or what kind of backstory they came up with together, but, like, the love between those two characters is so apparent. It, it, it None of it feels like acting. You feel that sense of, like, that I don't want, I, I just want to keep her safe. I don't care if that means, you know live on a spaceship in the middle of nowhere, if that means break into Alliance Hospital, or if that means talk down to this Alliance officer, whatever I have to do to keep her safe, because I'm the only one that really feels like I can communicate with her. And like you were saying earlier, even for me, there's this barrier there and it's not a thin barrier and it's not flimsy in any way, but it's just like, you can see the dedication that his character has. And I think it's a credit to Sean Marr that, the way that he looks at her is so loving and so um you know not it's it's almost paternal but paternal in the way an older sibling would feel you know kind of a thing and it's it's yeah i you're 100% right way to call that from across the country cuz i had tears in my eyes uh, uh in that scene for sure that was not like i said it wasn't the only one this episode but that was definitely yeah the the correct call there <laughs> <laughs> well
4: it was that was the moment for me that got me in the feels but and it's not just the acting the writing is perfect because mm-hmm. it does the thing right it does where you you set up the thing and then you give me the opposite is the payoff right oh is it time to go to sleep no it's time to wake up and it's it's a beautiful line and the fact that it's the brother giving aid to his sister is what makes it great um the last couple of little dumb things I wanted to mention was, uh, fun stuff like, uh, in the hospital room where, or sorry, the morgue, there's actually an L car style display panel behind river. I don't know if you've noticed that.
0: I, um, I was kind of, it was one of those things where I was like, should I tell my, like, I know my wife isn't going to feel as excited as I am, but I also don't want to text Josh because what if he isn't there yet? Ricky sure. won't care. I just. No, I, uh, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I just figured you would see. <laughs> so yeah, it but, was like one of those things where I was like, I, maybe I'll just not make the note. So I'm really glad that you brought that up, Sean. It it was like
4: in, in my podcast, I at, at literally at the annoyance of my other co hosts, I try to find a Star Trek connection in every movie that we do, and I'm usually yeah. pretty successful. Either it has to be extremely old or maybe really really new. Or Mm. super low budget because but even the new stuff now because of lower decks and discovery that there's some crossover things like that but anyway that was that was it for my notes
0: all right well before we move along i'm gonna do a final call here
4: yeah
1: I'm, i'm really glad that you brought up the uh the river and jane moment um the last thing I had is my last note was talk about sacrificing your body when Jane just did the worm on that dude and knocked him well, out. he took a fun.
2: spanner to the noggin.
1: Well, he, did. <laughs> he, did. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> and
0: Simon, 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 uh, ragdolled into his guard as he did. well, right? Like, yeah, and his is a he's little, like, I little like, more rag Skills like, that right, would be me if I tried that. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> And he had the medical <laughs> knowledge he had the medical knowledge once the guy was down to put him to sleep without killing him yep. Uh, yep. for a couple of minutes until the blue hands showed up
4: yeah the Bleedy mcbleed people showed up mm-hmm. <laughs> i
0: think that means that we are ready to jump into our first segment which of course as always is called simon says Simon Says, of course, is where we share our favorite quotes from this episode of Firefly, even if they were not uttered by Dr. Simon Tam. Normally, I go first because that's just how I am. I've even done it on episodes where we have guests because I'm a terrible host. Um, So this week, let's just go ahead and have our guest Sean go first, and then we'll have Josh and Kylie, then Ricky, and I will go last for Simon Says. Take it away, Sean.
4: Well, the advantage of going first is I get to take the great one. So, um, well, and I might not take the, the, the. I think the the greatest line in the of the episode is the last one, but I'm that's not yeah, going to be mine. We all know it is. We we know it is. It is. It's literally the best line of the episode. Um, and, and that's okay. So I'm just going to simply say the next time you decide to stab me in the back, have the guts to do it to my face.
1: I knew someone was going to pick that, so I did not choose that. <laughs>
4: good the
0: thing that I love about that line is that it sounds um, simplistic uh, sounds a little bit ineloquent maybe even like dumb for a moment Uh, but when you think about it it's actually very poignant because what he's saying to him is only a coward goes after a man's family okay you have a problem with me you settle it with me that's what he means by, if you're going to stab me in the back, do it to my face. He's saying, don't go after the weak and vulnerable and sick amongst us. If you are going to mess with my family, you're going to mess with me, which, again, tracks with Mal's character. That's something we've seen him do in the series up to this point, specifically with Safran. So I, I, that's an excellent, excellent choice for Simon Says, Sean, and I that is was my first choice as well, and that is part of why I had you go first, because I didn't want to be that guy. Um, I think, Josh and Kylie, you are up next. Go in whichever order between the two of you you like.
3: Okay, um, so I don't, like, personally identify with this particular quote, but I thought it was a good one. Um, Jane says it when him and Mal are talking and, like, you know the ship and they're almost they're they're like rehearsing and they're still getting ready um and then jane says uh nothing buys bygones quicker than cash so i thought that that was first of all a good line um but also kind of figured that uh that might be a little bit of foreshadowing too so yeah and it was
1: (laughs) um mine were comedic definitely because my first one was it was hard to choose between these because my first one is smells like crotch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and
2: you know that whatever crotch Jane is smelling is not is good. No, <laughs>
1: no. <laughs>
2: got it. Ugh. It's it's mutter space. Let me just say, yeah, Jane
0: yeah. probably has a podcast where he sits around with his friends for like an hour and a half on Friday nights, and that. Creates a very particular smell that he may be referencing. It's Probably uh, true. I hope I haven't just driven away all of our live viewers and <laughs> all of our podcast listeners. Um,
1: that and that was something that I was thinking about, but mine was actually the one that came after that from Fake Ryan, where he Jane spits and he's like, "Could you not? Could you not do that while we're <laughs> uh, ever?"
0: It's like, right, should I I'm,
1: qualify that? No, I
0: should not qualify that. Just don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> like
2: <laughs> he's spitting on his whetstone in the direction that Simon is eating. <laughs> yeah, what a monster. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. especially yeah. in twenty in twenty twenty one. Like that's horrific. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Right, and that does It's just there was a couple lines in this that
1: I will probably use in my everyday life, and that is one of them. Like especially at work. Could could you not do that? Like ever. <laughs>
0: but. Um. The since my main was took, Um. I think uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the the other one that I'll write down. I think I think Ricky's probably next, right? no. I'm that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the oh. other one that I wrote down is like gotta be like ninety five percent what Ricky's about to use for his. Nope. So <laughs> I just wanna. Okay. it's very All right, sure. Go ahead, Ricky. He's very I'm sure. Go ahead, Ricky.
2: Uh, when they were, uh when they were learning their lines for all of the medical information. Really? You think I've got your line?
0: No, no, no. I'm I'm waiting. Go Uh, ahead. No,
2: I was was interpreting it. Look. Okay. Uh, Mal's misspeaks were particularly funny. He said their eyes were fixed and dilapidated when he wanted to say dilated.
0: Right. And I like that it, it... Fits again with Mal's vocabulary, right? Like he has big words and some of them are similar to these, but these are not Mal's big words. He is not used to these. Um, No, I just, I, I was, I was going to say the other that I thought maybe that you would seize on, not as like a, this is my favorite line, but as like a line you would pick out to spotlight for uh, various reasons. Um, They do have the line in here where Jane says, my dad always told me anybody who can't find work isn't looking hard enough. And that's the kind of thing that like, I've heard people say to me in real life. And um, I, will, I will just point out that that is said by a character who is shown throughout this episode to be misguided and uh, very incapable of forethought and unable to um, empathize with others in dangerous situations. And he does eventually learn his lesson on that and i think that that was kind of cool um and i'm and i'm gonna stop myself there before we go too far on it um so that is our selections this week for simon says there is one other thing about this episode ricky i'm not sure if you noticed it i i noticed it because i don't watch with subtitles but uh-huh. it's it's so shiny
2: how shiny is it
0: This episode is so shiny that again, I'm going to defer to our guest because I don't, I have my, I think you guys probably might be able to pick my rating out of just how I talk about this episode, but I'm going to defer again to Sean and then we'll go to Josh and Kylie. Then we'll go to Ricky and I will go last. So Sean, for you, how
4: shiny is this episode? So I'm going to, I'm going to hijack your segment for 10 seconds and say, I teased it earlier, but I forgot to get there. So According to the subtitles, uh, go-ram is the word grand. So when he says, go get the go-ram thing, it was go get the grand thing, G-R-A-N-D. And then at the end, when he tells Wash to take us out of the world, he says, take us out of the row.
1: (laughs) Huh.
2: So... It's always weird when there's shows that like don't have issues for a whole bunch of episodes in the subtitles or something, and all of a sudden, it's just like somebody dropped the ball for a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They probably just hired some new guy. They're like, let's get the intern to do this one. Yeah. Je- Jeff's off today. We need someone to fill in. <laughs>
0: Some very low-level stenographer was doing it live, and they went first draft. Good enough. Let's call it. <laughs> I mean, it's on, well, a, but like it's a DVD. <laughs> it's not like you didn't have time, or if it's on the internet streaming, you could just update the text file. Like how the, I in twenty twenty one, that's unforgivable.
4: <laughs> well, again, and maybe they have again. I was watching this on my DVDs. I couldn't. I don't have Hulu, right. so I had to literally watch this on a DVD, and I had to borrow a dvd player from work so
1: because again I don't, in, I don't have an optical
4: drive and i don't have an optical drive in my house so yeah there's uh, no
0: reason to anymore uh, uh sorry no. anyways go ahead sean with yeah your- so
4: shiny so how shiny is this for me so i've been thinking about this for a while since we picked this episode uh so this is going to get a 9.6 for me And I hope that doesn't screw up your math too much. And the reason why it's a 9.6 is because this is my third favorite episode. And one of my first favorite episode is out of gas. I'm not going to tell you which my second one is because I'm afraid it might, you might think, Ooh, that episode, I don't want to like give you any kind of expectation of what it might be coming down. So all all you're going to get is that it hasn't, you haven't watched it yet. Um, and so so that means i guess so this is 9.6 that means that one would be 9.7 and out of gas is a 9.8 and then the movie is a 10 and that's how i look at it um so it's I nine point and i, I just want to real quick this last little bit to, to hijack the segment i had never heard of firefly until after i had watched the movie so i actually watched Ugh. okay good so i watched the movie first a friend of mine said Hey, here's this new movie. It just came out on Diva, VHS. Actually, I think we watched it on tape. I don't remember. In 2005, <laughs> I think we still. Hey, kids. Stuff. Do you know what VHS is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go ask your uncle or your dad. Uh, it was probably on DVD. I, I don't remember. Anyway, it was 2005 or 2006, and so, and so I watched this thing, and I, I was this movie. I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant, and it's clever, and it's quirky, and it's low budget, and I love it. And who is this Nathan? Feel Phil- like I didn't know any of these people. So I probably watched the movie seven or eight times before I got on IMDb and discovered there's a whole TV show that this oh. thing is based on, and it gave more context to the movie. Kinda, um, certainly because of the way the movie works out. So anyway, I the the show has always acted to me as almost like the prequels for Star Wars. Oh, okay. You know, like except the, good. As, as opposed to the show is the meat, and and the and Serenity is. The exclamation point to me it's serenity is the meat and this is the appetizer
0: that's very interesting perspective so and specifically just... to be exactly opposite of josh and kylie's perspective right i mean that's yeah well so there you go to get a 9.6 from that perspective i think adds a different dimensionality to it uh not in a way that i can do the math on it so i'm just going to keep <laughs> it as a 9.6 uh kylie and josh how shiny is this episode for you guys?
3: Um, I'm going to say an 8. Um, I wasn't quite on the edge of my seat as I was at the last one, which again is makes me so sad that I mi- that's the episode that I missed because it was such a good episode. Um, but I have been waiting, you know, to get a little bit more of the story with a River and see where that goes. So, I'm excited I got a little bit of that.
1: I'm digging it. Josh, where where did you land? Uh, since we're giving out weird decimal numbers, I'm gonna go with an eight point three. You would, <laughs> cause it was fine. I don't know. It was kind of like everything 8. I expected these characters fine. to be. No, it and the reason it's eight point three 8. is because I got to good. see I got to see the MIB come in. You know, I got to see. Ah. Uh, uh, here come the men in black. They came in and they wrecked shit, and that's kind of what I wanted. Next is Reavers, so mm-hmm. let's, let's oh, okay, do this. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like I've been, I've been waiting to get a little more context with these guys, and it was really fun to see, like how evil they actually are, and so like context, how much they.
0: Context is like a, worth a full point on your scale, is what you're
1: saying. Pretty much, yeah. If the gotcha. doctors weren't as cool, like if the doctors were just there to be like, yes, we are here for the girl, then... Then you would it, call it, it average. I would probably give given it a, like a 7.2. Cool. But because them being there, adding a little bit more, you know, suspense to the matter and also that sweet weapon with the high frequency thing really reminded me of uh, that video going around that's like, can you hear this sound? you can't, but your oh. kids can, and it freaks mm-hmm. them out. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of just a play on that, I guess. And instead of freaking out your kids, it just melts your brain and makes it you, you bleed from the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <seams>. It, it <laughs> yeah. pops your seams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that that whole thing is, is worth a point for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ricky
0: D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. What is your rating? How shiny is this episode for you?
2: Well, I know Sean said this is one of his top three favorite episodes, but this is my favorite episode. So I'm actually going nine and a half, nine point five out of ten. Uh, just this is another great heist episode. I've been talking. I feel like every episode I mention how much I like the train job sticks in my head, and like whenever I think Firefly, there's a couple moments that like a couple episodes that really stick out in this heist episode where they're robbing the hospital and they've got this cool uh helicopter jet plane shuttle thing it's all just super cool so I love this episode 9.5 favorite episode
0: I agree specifically to that point I thought um and Kylie maybe you can back me up on this I thought that that little extra craft that they had that they painted and they refurbished and they did all that stuff. Very Cowboy Bebop. Like, we're gonna send just a little quick ship out of our even, you know, our not huge ship, but we'll send a little smaller ship to run out and do the important thing and then it will come back. I just, I felt very anime and very Bebop to me in general. I loved that ship within a ship thing. Especially considering Serenity is already a small space. Did you get that vibe, Kylie?
3: I did, I did, um, but I guess my whole thought on that is I just feel like, in general, it makes so much more sense to, I don't know, not land your whole giant ship at every place that you need to go, so. (laughs) Therefore, I would also do the little pod.
1: (laughs) Does anybody know what kind of helicopter they were using for that thing? Like, that has to have Um, been some sort of model, right?
0: It looked... Very elongated, which leads me to believe that it is a kind of helicopter whose name I have no way to even begin to guess what it is.
1: Dude, you could have just so, told me I don't um, know. That's the short a, answer, to a, a, right, man. Just I don't know M1... is fine next time.
0: Okay. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought <laughs> that was I thought that was immediately
4: <laughs> obvious. <laughs> it's a it's a Russian Hind. They used those a lot during the Cold War, like when they were attacking Snake.
1: Afghanistan. Are you being serious though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I can confirm that. That's excellent. See? Thank you, Jesse. <laughs>
0: uh, get a load of this. You mean like the one Roy Campbell shows up in in the first in Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid, Solid yeah. game?
1: Yeah, that'd be the one. Yep. Yeah. Or the one that uh, they use, they steal in Goldeneye. Are
0: you trying to tell me to be less... Well, that was a
1: British... That was a British made...
0: Verbose? Concept, but... Oh, okay, You want right. me to use less words to do a thing? You think that's going to happen? Anyways, for me... The shininess of this episode is kind of... I'm mean, going to stick with what you guys are doing so that I can make these decimals work out in a way that's much easier to divide the final number. Um, but this only put this only puts me 0.01 off of my rating. I give this episode a 9.5, so it's actually a 9.6. Um, and that's because, to me, this is very nearly as much fun as the last episode um i just it's not quite perfect in the way that the last episode was for me um i i don't know i i think that there's so much in this episode that feels perfect but there's something about it that feels less than last week i don't know what it is it's basically an intangible thing it's probably negligible and it mostly stems from me not wanting to go you know this is a 10 this is a 10 this is a 10 this is it's just like <laughs> i think it's because
1: I, last week was so good that this week wasn't really it had a lot of fun elements to it but it wasn't really comparable right. to what last week's episode was yeah which is unfair I, yeah. to people that watch this when it was originally aired because i'm sure it was out of order and it was all bullshit
2: and if you give every episode a 10 that's just as silly as like Saying every episode is your favorite or something stupid like that. So yeah, silly! That's like the
1: most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
0: And nobody would do that. So <laughs> no, to no. to avoid not doing that, I'm yeah. to avoid doing that. I'm going to give it a nine point six, um, if I'm not mistaken. And it's possible that I am because I accidentally deleted some of your ratings as we were going. <laughs> But I think that puts us at a solid... I think it's a nine. <laughs> if anybody else was writing the ratings down, let me know. But I'll go back through and and edit that. Um, my we're my, either at my a spreadsheet
4: solid... said like 9.1 something, so yeah. Okay, perfect. Yes, we're going to yeah. call it a
0: nine. Um, it, this and, and yeah, again, the writing here is perfect. The characterization is amazing. The acting from everybody involved is is just so on point everything feels internally logical everything feels consistent with what we know from these characters up to this point like it does feel like the logical next step for each one of these characters and as you were mentioning at the beginning sean there is growth we have growth going on here uh shepherd rosie is in the live chat she actually met the fan who discovered the aerial ambulance in the desert like after the series was over and they um if i'm not mistaken they pulled a bunch of money to buy that and then take it around to different uh conventions which was just i mean so wow rosie is illustrating a really cool point here that comes along with a sudden but inevitable rewatch which is that we have the coolest listeners and fans Rosie and Saxon were both fans that ended up in the movie Serenity as extras, and Susie, as I mentioned earlier, sent us gifts, and some of those gifts include things that were handed out at the premiere of Serenity only. Like, they weren't sold. They were only handed out there, and she sent multiples of that. Rosie gets a touch of me gets in touch with me after every show, after she finishes listening or watching whichever one it is, and she goes, Here's what I thought, here's what I loved about you guys' reactions, here's what I, you know, am hoping for Josh and Kylie, here's what I am I'm so thankful that Ricky mentioned this. Like I just you guys, we have been getting overwhelmed on social media since we started this thing. And that's gonna lead me directly into the sudden but inevitable shout out this week. The Sudden But Inevitable shout out is where we like to share and reflect some of the love that we've been getting on social media throughout the week. Normally here, I really try to find different people to shout out um, than we shouted out last time and stuff like that. But this week, I'm going to cheat a little bit because if you watched us last week, you know that Meg and Carla were here from the bed wet and behead. Bedwed or behead podcast and if you watched us the week prior you know that cameron was here from green shirt since cameron was here and since megan carla were here they have done nothing but retweet us and promote our show and like our stuff and you know share our links and just they become sort of part of our family you know our little pod crew this this boat that is sudden but inevitable has people on it now and I'm I'm so grateful for that. So if you haven't, go to Twitter, follow at Greenshirt87, go to your favorite podcast service, download all the episodes of Greenshirt. It's a newbie's trek through the next generation. Cameron is learning all about Star Trek from people who love it. It's a very fun show. It's very similar conceptually to this one. I promise you'll have a good time. Definitely follow at BedWedBeHeadPod on Twitter. Meg and Carla host the Bedwetter Behead podcast, which you can find on any podcast service. So much fun! I think they explained it well last week, but they play FMK with fictional characters only and never real people. And I, I, I'm, I can speak for everyone here, and you know, say that we had a beautiful time. And I can say, Kylie, don't worry, Meg and Carla are not gone, and they will be back, and they cannot wait to spend some time with you.
1: Cool. Now. Hey, can I actually piggyback on this really quick, Jesse? Yeah. Um, do you remember the last iTunes review that you read? I
0: don't know. I mean, I remember it, but I haven't been able to read them all because I don't actually have an Apple. Well, account. but that's what I'm at. Do you I remember the last it, one? Was it was it? Oh, I think it was Rosie.
2: Wasn't it the airplane mechanic?
0: I think the last one, that wasn't a review, that was somebody who just contacted oh, me. I think the yep. last one that I read on air was Rosie's, where she was saying, my face hurts at the end of every episode. And- okay,
1: perfect. So, I would like to bring up the, uh, we have, we've had three reviews um, since Rosie's review, and mm-hmm. they're all five stars, which is wonderful. Thank you guys so much for that. That's a huge Thank help you. on any front anytime you're listening to the show if you're new listening to the show and you're enjoying it throw a little five-star review on there it really really helps us so to all these people that left us these reviews super super appreciate it you guys are the shiznit um first up we have guy in nc he says a good firefly podcast this is a fun show where as a fan of firefly i get to relive the excitement of watching it for the first time keep up the good work next review thank you you're welcome <laughs> next review comes from cameron harrison um i think that that must be cameron from yeah so cameron, so shiny yeah. this show will keep you in the air when you ought to when you ought to fall down Two Firefly fans share their love with the canceled Too Soon show with two newbies. It's wonderful reliving our first watches through Josh and Kylie's eyes. Jesse is a fantastic host who keeps the conversation going at a good pace, and Ricky D has all the deep-cut info to learn you things you never knew about the show. Their mouths are talking, and you might want to look into that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Cameron. And then the last one we got is from David from david and he says the pod for firefly fans as a longtime firefly fan this was the podcast for me the hosts have a great dynamic and really helps me remember the good times about the show plus i love the theme song
0: oh thank you david uh does david that have a second song. david have a second name listed there or is that just david
1: uh it's david m wine david ween thank you david ween <laughs> <laughs> wine m wine
0: no, I want to know how to pronounce it. I David I just really appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah, that's thank great. you a lot. It looks like we
2: have oh, we have a request for Sean in the chat.
0: Yes, uh, Shepherd Rosie asks Sean if you could please share the story of your T-shirt. It looks like uh, to be a firefly in a jar.
4: Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, that's really cool. Like a
4: firefly yeah, I, that you catch. Yeah. Cute.
1: <laughs> He's <laughs> even got little holes in it so it can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, I actually uh, I can't take any credit for this. So my my in laws know that I'm a you know nerd, and they buy me nerd things. And so uh, so they I got this shirt from either my in laws or like somewhere. I just got it for Christmas. I don't know where they found it. I guess they just Googled Firefly memorabilia. Uh, I I tweeted out a picture earlier this week where it's the Blue Sun, uh, and you'll see Jane wearing a Blue Sun T-shirt throughout. Um, throughout the series mm-hmm. um, and so that uh, I have that that one as well uh, as well as uh, much to the chagrin or the uh, consternation of my wife I have I love a that word uh, <laughs> I have a um, a serenity Christmas ornament that makes the tree every year and it's huge I mean it's, uh. it's bigger than my iPhone and <laughs> it's one of those that you have to find a really sturdy branch to hang it on so
0: yep that's Those are the best kind, really. Yeah, well,
4: yeah. Well, and it, it it actually goes right next to my my star my Star Trek um, D seven battle cruiser. They kind of fight. It's pretty. I fun. was
0: I was gonna ask because I know Hallmark had that line, and they're so good. Mm-hmm. And you seem like such a good person on the inside of you <laughs> and on the outside of you. So I figured that's you've got to... yeah, awesome. Yeah, very cool to confirm that. Speaking of T shirts, as we mentioned earlier. Shepherd Susie sent us all a bunch of Firefly memorabilia. You can go check out that video at the Twist My Arm YouTube channel. Trust me, you don't want to miss the stuff that is in that video. It's, it's just, it's kind of mind blowing. Um, really quickly, I do have uh, one more name to add to the sudden but inevitable shout out. And that is the Fandom Thing pod. We did shout out It's a Fandom Thing last week when Megan and Carla were here. They actually brought up the Fandom Thing pod hosted by Aaron. And I I can't help myself. I, I have to shout this podcast out again just because Aaron has been sharing and liking and retweeting and helping us get our signal boosted on Twitter. And I, you know, little, little tiny piece of news... Um, we actually did break 200 followers on Twitter this week. So that was really cool. And I think that might've been, you know, again, I always say this might sound small to other people, but to us, it's huge. And, and it was just so cool. Very cool week on Twitter for us that happened. Then I tweeted at Jose Molina about Ariel and he, he said, thanks. And I screenshotted that. It's been an amazing week all around for the sudden, but inevitable rewatch. We've had This episode to talk about. We had great guests three weeks in a row. Thank you, Sean, so much for coming here. It's just been, you know, this great run of episodes. It's, I just want to tell everybody listening and watching again and forever, thank you guys so much for making this possible for me. This makes my Fridays so much better than they would be without it. And I love spending time with ricky and kylie and josh and whoever happens to be sitting in our guest seat because this is just i think one of the best shows ever and everybody loves talking about it so i'm just happy that i get to do that with you guys before we wrap everything up sean what is the easiest way for people to find all of the information they want about cheap seat reviews
4: uh well really so i'm that cool we don't have a website that's really all shiny and pretty. Uh, we don't. So, really, cheapseatreviews dot is the easiest way. It's it's the only way you can get all three hundred plus episodes because iTunes only backlogs hundred. So oh, wow. if you if you're like, hey, I really want to listen to the episode about Star Crash, where you guys did it live and I wore this shirt in front of a camera, then yeah, I um, do. Go. That's do what? I do want to listen to that. Star Crash is yeah. awful,
0: but good. I want to. Star really Crash to was to that such episode. a
4: good time. That was episode fifty. That was a long time ago. <gasps> so the only way to get that is cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com uh, to to get there. So that's really the easiest way. We're on Twitter at cheapseatcast, um, and uh, Facebook is of course um, facebook.com/slash cheapseatreviews. Excellent. Thank you. Very if I much. could
2: follow Sean up. I just want to yeah. mention, I've also got Best Flicks with Ricky D.
0: New oh, trust me, my every friend. Sunday. I was actually <laughs> going to bring it up because I wanted to point out that the last episode of Best Flicks with Ricky D that I listened to was really good. Was uh, It was the best episode of Best Flicks with Ricky D that has ever been That's made. That's what I've heard. So you need to go download this. Ricky has this new format that I'm going to let him tell you about. Take it away, Ricky D.
2: Yeah, uh, previously I was just kind of doing one or two shows per episode. Uh, that's kind of what a lot of different movie podcasts do, and it's it's hard to fight through that arena. So now I am looking at everything that Netflix brings to uh, new streaming in March, everything HBO Max brings to streaming in March, and I go through every single item. Uh, for last week's episode, I hit 69 new releases coming to Netflix And not just Netflix original series, not just their new stuff, but also Rain Man. Rain Man came to Netflix. So I go, hey, there's Rain Man. Here's a little bit of what it's about moving forward. So I put maybe between 30 seconds and 90 seconds into every movie. I try to put a little comedy, a little bit of attitude into it. And it came out really well last week. And I'm so excited to see what more I can do with it. So that's where Best Flicks with Ricky D is headed. And it's, it's going well.
0: I am really loving it. And as a person who um, runs a weekly podcast that happens to also be live, that I also only give myself two days to edit before it has to come out because I'm insane. I really dig having a podcast in my life that tells me what's worth my time on streaming services because I have a lot of streaming services and very little time to use it.
2: And there's also so much coming out.
0: At, at need all times. A help
2: sifting through it.
0: It's, it's rotating in and out. It's new stuff being released. It's all kinds of stuff. Josh, what have you been up to with the Twist My Arm Network this week, my friend? Oh, man, I'm always up to something, dude.
1: Uh, sneaky, sneaky. So, right now, I'm honestly really, really working hard on this new, it's not new, so we have five episodes now, but it's the Marvel Cinematic Monday podcast. Um, a buddy of mine and, and I go through and talk about all sorts of Marvel stuff, um, but it's not just movies and TV. Like I'm, we're reading comics and we're going through some of our favorite stories and stuff like that. Um, this last episode was, questions. yeah, yeah, we have had some good, good uh, quality questions from some listeners, but um, yeah, this last episode we finished up, we wrapped up Wandavision, which was a lot of fun. We actually kind of acquired a new host via that episode. So um, there's a little bit of a... It's hard for me to promote this right now because we're about to revamp it a little bit by by next week. Um, but I'm extremely excited to see where the Marvel Cinematic Monday podcast goes with Chip, Josh, and now Roy. Very so, cool.
0: Yeah. I am also excited. And I really, like you were saying... As a guy who doesn't read the comics anymore, like, I have issues of comics, right? But I don't have access to Marvel Unlimited or any of that stuff. It's really nice to be able to go, hey, what are they pulling from so that I can act like I know what's about to happen? So that when my wife asks me, I don't have to go, ah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, And it's it's been eye-opening for me, too. I don't know at all.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Chip Chip knows his stuff and I, I watched the last episode. Roy knows his stuff too, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm very glad to have him aboard for that. It's gonna be it's
1: gonna be a fun time.
0: If you would like you can get a hold of us at facebook.com slash Arm podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at sudden Josh, go ahead and hit that music. You can follow us on Instagram at suddenbutinevitablepodcast. And to get everything all in one place, you can go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash SBI. The Ballad of Inevitability is performed by Mark Cohen and a choir of rebellious angels, and that makes him mighty. I would like to say thank you again to our guest Sean of Cheap Seat Reviews this week. So,
1: with that, I have been Jesse. I'm Sean.
3: This is Ricky. I'm Kylie.
1: And I'm Josh. Call 508 twist and leave us a message. Josh, take us out of the world.